Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is The Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hope your weekend was an absolute winner. You're able to feel good about the Bears if wins feel good to you. If, if three and seven is uh, you know boosting your excitement, there it was for you for the weekend. The Bears uh, beat Carolina. If you need a refresher, they uh, beat Carolina sixteen to thirteen on Thursday night. The Bears are indeed three and seven. Worth keeping an eye on Carolina because the Bears have that number one pick. The Carolina Panthers are 1-8 after that Thursday night game. The Bears will be at Detroit on Sunday. So this week, not unlike other weeks recently, will be about whether or not Justin Fields plays in the game at Detroit after missing again this past week against Carolina. Here was Matt Eberflus when he was asked that question as we get ready to get back to Hallis Hall on Monday. Yeah, we'll see where it is this week. We'll see where it is, um, and uh, it's a big week to make that evaluation, you know. So we'll see where it is, and when when Justin's healthy, he'll be our starter, and and we'll see where it goes. How close was he to being available today? Yeah, that's all I have right now. I don't have anything else. No, no more updates on it. That's all I have right now. That's where it is. When uh, Justin is ready, he'll be our starter. I think that was a subtle little spot right there. Nobody asked Matt Eberflus if, when healthy, would he be the starter. It's assumed, and, you know, like I was saying the other day, hey, everybody got a look at Tyson Bajan. You know, Tyson Bajan should be proud of himself for getting on the field, for putting some good film out there for the rest of the NFL and for the Bears. Who knows? I mean, his future might still be with the Bears. Who knows? But good for him to have gotten that. But I think that what we have discovered is Tyson Bajan, Don't know where he'll end up in the NFL, but he is not ready to be the starting quarterback right now. Right now, despite the struggles of 
Justin Fields and not knowing whether or not he will be the future quarterback of the Bears. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Tyson Bajan. Justin Fields gives you a better chance to win than Tyson Bajan. Justin Fields has a better arm than Tyson Bajan. He has better ability to scramble. Maybe he doesn't get rid of the ball as quickly. I'll give Tyson Bajan that. And trust me, there's many things that Justin Fields still has to work on. And the rest of this season will continue to be about whether or not Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future for the Bears. I think you guys know how I feel at this point. A lot of me, most of me says no, that he won't be. But I continue to cling to the back-to-back games where Justin Fields looked really good with his arm against Denver and then the subsequent win against Washington. So I'll continue to repeat that until I see something that I do or do not like to either add or subtract from that. And hopefully we will begin to see Justin Fields back on the field at Detroit. And look, Matt Eberflus sure could use a win against the division team. Hasn't had that yet. So I think that there's two things to keep an eye on for the rest of the season in terms of some of the more influential people. Justin Fields and will he make it, and Matt Eberflus and will he make it as well because he's still got an uphill battle as well despite having just won this game this past week. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I still, the way I look at it with Justin Fields going into the Detroit game, I almost the way I do it every week with Justin Fields, and quite frankly, I was doing it with Tyson Bajan. I'm going to give you a, a a clean canvas. I don't go into it thinking, hoping, um, projecting that bad things or good things are going to happen. For me, I feel like I'm pretty objective when it comes to these things, and I will continue to be that way here on the Daily Score. Um, so that's Justin Fields. That's Tyson Bajan. Nathan Peterman? Nah. Um, that's the quarterback situation. Let's get on to a couple of guys that I didn't talk about too much after the game the other night. We had so much going on, but Kyler Gordon is one of those guys. Um, If you've been watching this podcast since its inception, when the Bears essentially started training camp this year, I've been raving about Kyler Gordon. As a matter of fact, when pressed on the issue, uh, Kyler Gordon was my camp MVP. And, you know, he had some injury problems this year already. But when he has played, he has been terrific. And I thought that his game against Carolina might have been the shiniest so far. I don't know if of his career. I'd have to go back and look um, at that. But he had seven tackles. And like I like to say, they were of consequence, not necessarily your typical cornerback tackles where it's the last or one of the last lines of defense. He was strong against the run. He continues to show that he is willing to be a physical player, maybe one of the more physical players. I know it sounds odd to say, but maybe one of the more physical players on the Bears defense. So Kyler Gordon had seven tackles in this game. He was asked where he is right now, about halfway through this season, relative to where he was about halfway through the season last year. Yeah, just way further along. Just assignment and detail and just being able to lock in and uh, and keen to put myself in that position and make those plays and affect the QB and mess with his head and all that stuff. So just preparation. And just playing the game, learning, and just uh, you know attacking the, attacking their offense and uh, messing them up. I love it. Mess with his head, messing them up. I like those words. When you use the word mess, it typically leads to good things. Gonna mess them up, yo. Gonna mess them up. So that's Kyler Gordon right there and his seven tackles and just looking good, man. That that's a great thing to see because you know we, there's been some. Hmm, concern over some of the moves that Ryan Poles has made. And you could even put draft picks up there if you'd like, but 
you know, Kyler Gordon starting to look pretty good from Ryan Poles' first draft. So that's a nice thing, and it's definitely worth pointing out, and I'll look forward to his continued development. Like, I know that Kyler Gordon, who's played on the inside, I know for a fact, just from talking to him, that, yeah, of course, like, he'd probably prefer to play on the outside. And who knows, maybe that's his future and in the NFL could be that, but I think that you found a, um, a good place for a guy where he can make an impact. I wouldn't change that. Wouldn't change that at all. Even, even in the case of injuries. Uh, the other guy I want to hear from is the new guy, Montez Sweat, who has not been very splashy yet, but he does hog up a lot of space along that defensive line. He does open things up for people. He is a presence. He's a guy that when, offenses go to prepare their game plan he is definitely somebody who is circled and you know the bears with some of the players that they have lost including khalil mack and robert quinn and roquan smith you don't have as many guys that offensive coordinators circle when they're going through the game plan and showing what on the screen who is doing what montez sweat is somebody that everybody has to always think about. And that's why I love having that guy and watching that guy and him continuing to, you know, get comfortable with the Bears defense. And here were some of his thoughts on after the game and his teammates and what it's like to be playing with this Bears defense all of a sudden. Yeah, they got swagger. All these guys, man, I I really love – I'm like a plug-and-play. I'm just going along with them trying to feed off the energy that they bring in. All has to the ball. Flus talks about – all the guys getting getting to the ball, man. I think I think we're gonna be a great defense. We just gotta start uh, generating some turnovers. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Yeah, generate turnovers, and I like the direction that the Bears are going with the sacks. Man, it was nice to see it, you know, an explosive three sacks for the Bears because, that you know, as we know, last year, you just don't need Jaquan Brisker being your leading sack getter. That's embarrassing. So it was really nice to see, especially Yannick Ngakwe break through because I'm like, wonder, where is that? Where is that? And I guess it's a problem with the entire defense. But, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, as we talked about when the Bears got him, when that splash occurred, you go through his statistics and the guy's good for about nine to ten sacks a year. And you just weren't getting it to the point where you're like, is he, is he a scratch? Is he even out there? What's going on with that guy? Um, so, yeah, that's it's good to see some presence all of a sudden. Um, and another guy, too, that, you know, there's two guys from that, as long as we're talking about draft picks of, of Ryan Poles, you know, one of the guys for sure that may have played his final game with the Bears, I, I you know, we'll see, is Valus Jones Jr. And he was a healthy scratch for this past week. And look, the the errors have continued to mount. Uh, the Bears have been loyal to him and have allowed him lots of opportunities, maybe too many opportunities. I think that he's just one of those prospects 
who the bear, a, they drafted him in the third round of, you know, in the first draft of Ryan Poles. You know, that's a big deal, obviously first offensive player. And he's got tools, you know, the guy is lightning fast. He just, you know, right now does not look like a guy who is worthy of or is able to play with any kind of progress at the at the NFL level. So that's it's tough for for Valus. It's probably tough that Ryan Poles had to do it, but you know, unless there is injury and there is need and all of that. I mean, I don't know how you put that guy back on the field at this point. It's too bad. I love Vales Jones Jr. Great guy. I love talking to him um, at his locker and all that. And I hope root for him. But I do have to believe that that's probably going to be it for, for Vales Jones. So sorry to end on a sad moment here on the Daily Score on your Monday. But that's just the way it's going to be. Thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you for subscribing like you do. I appreciate it a lot. I also appreciate our executive producer, Ray Diaz, who is right now producing this show. I am Mark Rohde. I will talk to you tomorrow.